0: Welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire, the show where we normally fill me in on everything I missed uh, while growing up, uh, sheltered from much of the pop culture. But once again, we are flipping the script today, and I will be presenting Christian with the information, and we'll see what he knows. So, we are still in 1995. The space shuttle Atlantis docks with the Russian Mir space station. Braveheart wins Best Picture. Ooh. Austria, Finland, and Sweden join the European Union.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the Oklahoma City bombing happens.
1: Oh, man. It's a lot of life uh, events or world events. Big events. Yeah. Big events. I don't remember the the space stuff. I do remember the Oklahoma bombing. Um I think that was one of the second big ones, right? Uh the first um world trade was like in the early nineties, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I, I think it was early. Like that terrorism one...
1: terrorism wasn't as big, I remember, in the mid to late nineties yet.
0: You know, and it was like domestic terrorism. Like I I don't know about the first World Trade Center. Was that one a domestic one as well? I honestly don't even know the history of it.
1: I don't recall, to be honest with you,
0: but like, the whole it didn't thing start a war. <laughs> Tim- the whole thing with Timothy McVeigh, it was just like, well, what's this guy? Like, why? Like what, you know, what would drive a person, a, a person to do that on their own? You know, it wasn't like a team thing. It wasn't, I remember that was one of the events that penetrated into my consciousness at that time too. And, and I, you know, didn't fully conceptualize or, or get real into it, but like, you know, it was bothersome. Space stuff. I, I didn't get that. I didn't, you know, I didn't uh, I didn't absorb that either. Braveheart would also have to wait.
1: Yeah, I was. I, I definitely. And, the, and Braveheart would have been from 94, though, right? If it won the 95.
0: One Best Picture. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm let's
1: check. So while you do that, I will say that I I am a big fan of Braveheart. I thought Braveheart it was a, a spectacular visual movie, uh, you know, obviously probably historically inaccurate for the most part, like most movies are. Uh, and no, then, I'm pretty sure
0: they mooned everybody.
1: <laughs> um, that part is accurate. But uh, no, but there was a solid, fun movie. I mean, good movie to watch. Fun also, but also good.
0: It was released May 1995.
1: Oh, okay. So it won for 95. So potentially won in 96, then, right? <laughs> it
0: said when I looked for maybe maybe it did win in 96. Yeah, that's fine. We'll I just it was a headline. It was a headline. I, when I pulled up 95 headlines, and I was excited because it was Braveheart. TV guide didn't like it so much comparatively, but Google users liked it. Ninety-two percent of Google users thought it was pretty good.
1: So remember that I think potentially Mel Gibson's uh, later controversy could hurt mm, ratings to a movie. Yeah, like it, people could go back and uh, you know re-rate it <laughs> or rate it for the first time based on their first this experience. Yeah, this so I true. I don't know how I don't know how to take that because it's again. No matter how you feel about Mel Gibson, it's a solid movie.
0: We want to recap where we were.
1: Yeah, we'll do a quick one. I will make a correction because on the on the last episode, I was talking about '95 and I was talking about taking the bus and I said Western and Fairfax and it was Melrose and Fairfax and then again in the cut up in the nostalgia, I said the Slauson Swap Meet, which was. Was close to me, but actually a block away was actually the Pico Swap. You just you know, want to make those clarifications for people keeping track of where I was in '95. Um, but yeah, no, no, uh, mid-teens, uh, enjoying the hell out of life. You know, it's it's. I'm two years into high school and things are good. I'm exploring the city. I'm I'm having a lot more fun, being more aware and experiencing more, and actually retaining a lot of those memories so it's a it was a good year
0: awesome i'm uh a seven year old living on uh just about an acre of land with my grandparents in rich ranch cucamonga so like I do a, i play outside a lot that mountain backdrop that you get in California yeah it's good it's good to be uh it's good to be alive at that point it's good it's a good year all right movies from ninety
1: five very very into uh Whatever's going to happen, because um, last episode we had some really great movies.
0: We did. It seems like it was a pretty good year for movies. Let's start off with Johnny Mnemonic.
1: Oh, Keanu Reeves. Russell Crowe is the bad guy in this, right? No, 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 no. I am thinking uh, virtu- virtua- Virtuosity. Is that what it was called? Maybe. Yeah, no, Johnny Mnemonic is a he's a robot, right? He's an android, if I recall.
0: Cyberpunk action thriller.
1: That's one way to put it. Yeah,
0: I have not I have not seen it. Uh, he's, he's a data courier who has a secret stash of information implanted into his mind. However, it will kill him if he can't retrieve it within 48 hours.
1: Okay. Yes, I remember. He's also
0: accompanied by his physically enhanced bodyguard, Jane. Yeah. Dina Mayer.
1: This was not a movie I recall too much of, but um, I don't think it was a good movie. I'm going <laughs> to put that out there right now. But I do remember watching it probably uh fifteen twenty years ago, maybe
0: It's fun to see what cyberpunk was
1: back oh when yeah, it yeah. was
0: it was more punk and less cyber,
1: yeah, I was gonna say the way you said that uh I was like, I was like, is this because of the whole cyberpunk game that he's in now that they're using these terms <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to like get people to start watching this nineteen ninety five movie
0: think I think he did better. As much as that game had trouble, I think he did better in the game than he did in that movie. I'm going to agree. Let's move up to Rumble in the Bronx.
1: Oh, Jackie Chan's introduction, first American uh, movie. Man, I remember, so the year prior to that, um, MTV Awards, back when they were a big deal, they gave him, I think it was like a Lifetime Achievement Award, and Tarantino introduced and honored him with the award. And that very next year, I think, is when Rumble in the Bronx came out, and I remember going to the theater to watch it. And I've seen that movie probably a dozen times since it came out. It's a fun movie. It's a good movie. And you know, for the movies that have have it inspired, and what other movies have done to kind of copy it, it uh, it was a really great American introduction of, of Jackie Chan. It, it was it, it's gets a, a good movie. I, it's a that's a fun one. It's definitely a fun one.
0: It had to be one of the first ones I ended up seeing. So my buddy, I didn't see it in anywhere near 95. I probably saw it early 2000. Uh, my buddy introduced me to Jackie Chan movies. And I think we watched Drunken Master. It was like one of the one of the absolute first. It might have been the very first one. Solid. And then I think I was hooked. And I just like, I own, the, I own Rumble in the Bronx. I got one of the sets that had like three of his movies. I have a DVD of, of Rumble in the Bronx. So I too have seen it uh, a number of times. I enjoy that era of Jackie Chan.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I think uh, before he started doing, like, the kid-friendly movies, you know, like, the, mm-hmm. the the Spy Next Door and the... the Tuxedo. The tuxedo and, like, the one about the amulet or whatever, the necklace one. Uh, I think that, yeah, his, he was still... But I guess, obviously, you know, you get a little bit older, you can't pull off those stunts anymore.
0: That man has broken bones I didn't know existed. I know.
1: I know. But yeah, yeah. I read his
0: biography. Oh, did
1: like,
0: you? Oh, man. He dislocated his sternum, which I didn't know was possible. The Rumble in the Bronx is the one where he had the calf on his foot at one point point. he yeah, had the, the painted the shoe. Because paint he was just like, all right, well, I, I can still run around on this. <laughs>
1: yeah. like, like all of us would. I remember that was one of those movies that started that trend where you showed all the bloopers at the end during the credits, too. It, yes. it restarted the trend, I should say, because. Uh, The Cannonball Run movies used to do that back in the 80s with um, Dom DeLuise and uh, Burt Reynolds.
0: There you go.
1: Those are fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Another good one. Let's go. um, Let's go. What what about um, uh, Heat?
1: Funny you should say that. I actually watched that movie less than a month ago. I introduced it to, uh, to somebody here. And so I will say this. I don't remember the movie being like two and a half hours long. So it's a very long movie. There were parts that were a lot slower than I remembered. And some side stories that I was like, oh, this happened in this movie? Huh. But, um, you know, it's got uh, Tom Sizemore, Danny Trejo, uh, Val Kilmer, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, a young Natalie Portman. It's uh, Yeah, it's a solid movie. Uh, again, long and slow, but that opening scene, dude, with the, with the um, armored car robbery... And yeah. the shootout in downtown L.A. are some of the best I've I've seen in any movie. But, yeah, I, I was going to say I remembered it a little bit different. I re- remembered it a little bit more high-paced or fast-paced. Rewatching it, I was like, oh, I thought this movie had a lot, a lot more action. But it's actually a lot of character building. And those two really solid like action scenes in the movie.
0: I haven't seen the movie in its entirety. Long movie. But that... The armored car scene is is too it's too iconic and too famous to have been missed. Yeah,
1: like, and, and you, it's
0: been copied and
1: and you get it in the, the first five minutes of that movie, which yeah. is, it sets a tone. So
0: that's a uh, that's quite a thing, iconic.
1: Definitely, yeah, that's a good one.
0: So for our last movie in this segment, Toy Story.
1: Oh man, that was ninety five. Yeah. I, I don't remember watching that movie in the theater, but I remember watching it and rewatching it quite a few times. Uh, you know, it was obviously the best that had come out in a very long time, and it really left an impression. Uh, what else do I remember about that movie specifically? Because, I mean, it made me a fan, honestly. Like, I've seen all four of them, and I've followed Pixar's work ever since, all based on that introductory movie. So, I mean, it, it was a it was a masterpiece when it came out. Like there was nothing like it before, you know. And then the, now they the, changed the
0: game for animation.
1: Yeah, and then the 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 characters too. You look at you know Tom Hanks and and Tim Allen, who at the time were at their at their peak, you know. Tim Allen and his Home Improvement show. Um, for me, one of my personal favorites, Don Rickles as uh, as the pota- Mr. Potato Head. So there was a lot of great voices. And that was kind of cool at the time because again, not, not a lot of people were doing animated movies and lending their voice. I think that I want to say this is like one of those movies where like you're you're almost surprised like you got Tom Hanks and Tim Allen to voice a cartoon movie. Again, I haven't seen it in a long time because I like I've gravitated towards two, three, and four and everything else that Pixar did. But I imagine it probably still holds up. It's a because uh, it's a fun movie, and I'm sure I, I know I've seen videos online where they do a comparison of like what what the animation has evolved to where I think it was like the beginning of the last Toy Story movie where they, they, they compared two scenes outside scenes of rain or something. And it's night and day. <laughs> like The new one looks so real that when you compare it to the other one, it almost looks like a cartoon, like they're so far apart, but you still see like the essence, you know, of what eventually turns into that. So
0: yeah it's a it's a peak in the history so it's part of the evolution of animation you know it's a it's a critical step you know in the breakthrough and uh surprisingly that's one that didn't make it through at the time that wasn't something i got to see either Um, really it took a few years i think it was like two i think bug's life was the first pixar that i got to see oh that might have been was that their second one
1: no, but I was gonna say, remember when we talked about Deep Impact and Armageddon, two movies that were very alike that came out around the same time? I think yeah. Bugs Life and Ants has that same story where they both came out around the same time and it was like the same storyline, <laughs> you know, insects.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you, it makes you wonder about like people's ideas and what was going on, what was kicking around in Hollywood that the two groups jumped. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's one, though, that, of course, getting to go back and watch it. I think I think for Toy Story, I think two is my favorite in the series. Like, I think
1: that was the one that
0: got me. But one
1: that was the introduction to uh, the female character, right? Um, What was her name? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, that was part two, right? Mm hmm. I
0: think they also speaking of movies that did bloopers.
1: Oh, that's right. They did animated ones, huh? Oh, that's clever. Yeah, that's right.
0: which is funny because a lot of extra work, I'm sure.
1: That's true. I think 3 for me was the one that that, that did it. Um, because, you know, like by the time 3 comes out, it's been 15 years since the first one. So I'm in my late 20s. So, you know, kind of a grown up compared to seeing it as a teenager. So I think like there was a little bit of connection, especially because the kid has been aging this entire time too you know so they right. they're being pushed out so yeah part of the story i think part 3 was the one that got me
0: uh, all right let's move to popular tv shows Home improvement. and again i'm <laughs> i'm trying not to repeat anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is continuously popular in the 90s cuz certain shows dominated so for our first entry i'm 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 not sure how popular this one actually ended up being it made it on one of the lists I looked at, so I took it. I'm a, I'm gonna take it because it's Walker Texas Ranger.
1: Oh yeah, no, I remember USA Network, right? Yeah, yeah. He he ruled the airwaves. He, you know what the funny thing is? He's like the, you know how like uh, Matlock was grandpa's and grandma's show. I think Texas Walker was dad's uh, you know and mom's show because I remember. I remember uh, my uncle and most of my family in Nicaragua were huge, huge, Chuck Norris fans from the from the movies from the eighties. But they followed him into the nineties with uh, with Texas Ranger. So I I totally see the pop. I was never into it because I was like, yeah, this is not, not for me. I am not the demographic for this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, I remember it being everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: Despite my watching of the USA Network for things like JAG, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, I, I appreciate it... Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris jokes was what, was oh, yeah, what yeah. my generation was doing, though.
1: Because I think it falls into that category of like that renegade show, that dude in the motorcycle who would, you know, solve crimes from town to town. I don't know, like the Hulk on a motorcycle, I guess. <laughs> um, he probably had a horse. I imagine if he was
0: a Texas Ranger.
1: Oh, no, I think he had a Jeep. I think he had a Jeep. Or a but truck. I mean, he probably had
0: a horse, too. He would have to. Well, he had so a hat. my only... Remember, these are, my only, these
1: are current Texas Rangers. Not...
0: I'll tell you what I did get exposed to for Texas Rangers was radio. We talked about radio, how we listen to radio shows. Mm-hmm. So one of the radio shows that would come on on KNX 1070 at, you know, 9 or 10 at night, whatever it was, was <laughs> Tales of the Texas Rangers. Oh, and that was one of the things. God. They had their car, but they always had their horse trailer and they would have to bust out the horses probably once an episode at least and you'd get the the sound effect whatever they're doing in the background coconuts or whatever they're doing coconuts, to yeah. get the clop clop
1: that's that's so amazing you know we we need to do an episode where we listen and review one of these old timey uh radio shows that you used to listen to. We should, we should. They're pretty good. (laughs) Because I am so curious. Anyway, anyway. But yeah, Texas Ranger, definitely on my map. Little fun fact, little fun fact. Like Chuck Norris's introduction to movies was a Bruce Lee film, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then somehow he started doing action movies where he started doing a lot of like uh, war and veterans and like special forces type of thing
0: navy seal yeah like, i didn't see the, any of this but
1: in the martial arts part just kind of got left behind like well the martial arts part of it but not like the him he could fight part you know pow and all that then it, then he turned into like a, a you know like a, a, a superstar doing those action movies uh but i think and, and then in texas walker he definitely has fighting skills but again it's never like the it's never it's like the, the same, uh yeah. like the he was an apprentice to fucking bruce lee you know
0: yeah, he's a legitimate martial artist. He is. A lot of people, I think, that liked him didn't. That wasn't the aspect. That, that... was
1: not. That was not. To... No. Yeah, I think it was the Way of the Dragon. I think is the name of the movie where he was in. Enter the Dragon? Was it? No, Enter the Dragons, where he is, where Bruce Lee is in the island, where he's he's fighting in the competition. I think the Way of the Dragon. I want to say was it was the Way of the Dragon, where he's um he's in Rome and they fight in the Roman ruins. Oh, the Way of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, that was the. I thought it was an island one. No, that's enter the dragon. And then right, that right. iconic scene where they're they're kind of like sparring with each other, kind of testing each other and and Bruce Lee grabs a handful of his magnificent chest hair and yanks it out of him it's, and you know he like just drops it and he's like, "Oh, what a badass."
0: <laughs> it's funny too because it's it's it it reminds me of any time you see uh uh it's 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 when he was like so much younger. He had slightly less crags in his face. Yes. On the next popular show, Freakazoid.
1: You know, I did watch Rickazoid. I remember the theme song, and I remember and I remember watching. Now, I don't remember what it was about, to be honest with you, but I remember watching it.
0: I was just about to ask you. I was going to say, tell me what it was about, because I didn't look to see. I just saw that it was popular, and I was like, you know what? I remember images. Like, I can picture seeing, but, like, I don't remember watching it.
1: Yeah, like, I remember he was, it, re- it was reminiscent to me of, like, the Beetlejuice TV uh, cartoon show. But powers wise, I yeah. thought he was just like a next like a other dimension kind of superhero with powers. But it was comedic and it wasn't comic key. You know, it wasn't comic related, if I recall. But I remember watching it. But but it never stuck in my in my head on what it was about.
0: Just it just talks about him being a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I'm, even really get into it in the description.
1: Yeah. I, I'm going to say yeah, I definitely watched it. I don't recall what the hell it was, though, <laughs> which just weird.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it broke through. It was popular. Yeah. All right. The next one, and it doesn't say. I, I think we. It, it, it's got to be okay. So, Law and Order.
1: Which of the? <laughs>
0: I think it's just it, <laughs> it's just Law and Law Order. Law and Order. I think. I think so because there was no. There was no acronym after it. No alphabet oh, soup.
1: Okay. I definitely wasn't watching that as a teen. I picked that up in my twenties. Uh, in one of the many variations of it. I think when I watched it, like, Vincent D'Onofrio was in it, you know?
0: I think I watched Special Victims Unit was the one that I...
1: Was that the one with Vincent D'Onofrio? I think or was that the been. one with Ice-T? That's what SVU or is, gets. or is Lon- SBU has Ice-T. Okay, so SVU is Ice-T. Yeah, never, I never got into that one. I got into the the one with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Am Criminal I, Intent. Criminal Intent, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I was watching.
0: All right, all right. And Man.
1: really, only because of uh, Full Metal Jacket,
0: <laughs> right? No, he, uh that's what I always think of every time I see him. That's what I'm seeing. And our 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 next popular show and our last one for today is The Single Guy.
1: Uh, dot dot dot. No idea. <laughs> All
0: right. This is so, a
1: popular show, huh?
0: Yeah, and again, I I'm, I'm fishing down. I mean, I think I'm still in the top thirty. Okay. Um I T- Walker Texas Ranger I can't promise was in the top thirty
1: no but but either but, way though but when you think about it you have your four major uh broadcasting right CBS ABC Fox and NBC. NBC NBC right sorry so you have those four if those four give you four shows each that are considered you know like they' that's twelve shows already that doesn't include your your like you said your USA your TNT, right, right. or KTLA, your Channel 13, your... This was an UPN. NBC show
0: for two seasons. Oh, wow. Uh, it is uh, an American sitcom, ran for two seasons on NBC from... It started in 95 as well. Manhattan novelist Jonathan Elliott just can't seem to catch a break when it comes to finding the woman of his dreams, even though with the help of his well-meaning married friends. So I, it's just, I'm sure it's not the... Uh, not, yeah. probably not the demographic no no now here's an interesting thing though that jumped out at me and part of the reason i included the show though so somebody who was in the show was ming na wen who is one of the main characters in the book of boba fett oh.
1: that is
0: our bounty hunter really yes so um i thought that was that jumped out at me when i saw we can move on to ending tv shows mm. the john stewart show
1: was that a sketch show? I don't remember this.
0: So, it was the that was the second season of a thirty-minute show that he had, and sort of the predecessor to his, his Daily much show? more successful. Yep.
1: Oh. Okay. Um,
0: let's go and look. Man, the logo looks very much like it. Looks like they captured the still frame from an actual TV on the <laughs> on the Wikipedia for this. Nice. Um, late night talk show hosted by a comedian, John Stewart. The program premiered on MTV in 1993 as a 30-minute daily offering that became one of the network's more popular shows. Through a series of events that began with Arsenio Hall stepping down from his late-night talk show and the acquisition of Paramount Communications by Viacom, the parent company of MTV at the time, the John Stewart show was retooled and launched in daily syndication for 94-95 as a 60-minute program, with the first episode airing on September 12th of 94 it was canceled at the end of the season by distributor Paramount Domestic Television and aired its final episode June 23 of 95. Um, celebrity guests um, so and a, interviews a, and stuff like that.
1: A daily 30-minute show. That's literally the predecessor to the daily show. <laughs> exactly. And it became a
0: 60-minute 60, 60 show for that last bit there. But wow. yeah, it was like...
1: Oh, I didn't know about this show. And TV, I guess. I hadn't heard of it either. I had to like yeah.
0: double-check because I was like, the John Stewart Show, and the wiki even says, if you're looking for The Daily Show, <laughs> go here. Because they know you're not looking for this. I was, but they know you're not.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Did you mean?
0: <laughs> We're going to have another one of those shows where it goes, wait a minute. You, you mean something else, right, coming up. But first, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh,
1: dude, I watched that show as a kid, man. I definitely watched that show. I played the game. It was it was a it was a great show. One thing I remember about that show specifically was the voice of the uh, detective that was that was uh, chasing no, or, or I think it was the voice of Carmen Sandiego was the same voice uh, from the radio host of the movie uh, The Warriors. <laughs> I always remember. Oh, okay. I always remember so- that voice. Very unique voice.
0: This was a show I absolutely watched.
1: Yeah, uh, and I imagine—I mean, it's educational and fun.
0: It's educational and fun. I played the game as well at some point. I—I I don't think we had it, but I do remember playing it and being super excited to play the game. Yep. After having watched yep. um, so much of it, um, I played the game. Capella.
1: I—I played the game before watching the show because I was playing the game in the early '90s. Okay. Yeah. So I was excited for the TV show.
0: I don't know when. So the show ran from '91 through '95. Oh. Wow. Um, it the show won seven daytime Emmys and a 1992 Peabody Award. Uh, in 2001, TV Guide ranked the show as number 47 on the list of 50 greatest game shows of all time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so quite, it got a decent amount of critical acclaim. Yeah, it did. 295 total episodes. Huh looking at this stuff i was like i should watch this again and i was like this should be something i put on the background when i'm doing stuff it because it's just like it. it's just fun
1: oh, uh
0: wow. i remember being enthralled by rock a as well the, the the house band
1: i re- so here's the funny thing until you said that i had completely forgotten about them but when you said that boom it just hit me I'm like oh that's right the acapella group
0: <laughs> <laughs> they had an acapella house band
1: <laughs> that's right Oh Samsung wow! Instruments. <laughs> I had not thought about this show in ye- oof, decades, probably. That's yeah. awesome.
0: No, it was a. Uh, it, it all came back, and I, I was very excited to talk about it. Now I have to pull pull up the page for this one again because this is another. This is our second one where it's did not. You mean... said, <laughs> "Did you mean?" Okay, so, The Office, the 1995 TV series, is how it is classified. It ended in '95, so this is not.
1: This is not the, the office. British office. It's either. not the
0: British one. It's not the successful one. There was apparently a The Office. This article is about the nineteen ninety-five CBS sitcom for the NBC television sitcom that ran from 2005 till 13. Click here, because they know <laughs> they know you're not looking for this one.
1: So wait, hang on. Before so, you continue. Okay, before you continue, I'm gonna take a shot yeah. in the dark here. Okay. Is this Matt No, not Matt Groaning. Um what's the name of the guy from um King of the Hill, um, and uh, Idiocracy, and Office Space. What's his name?
0: Mike Judge, Greg Daniels. Mike
1: Judge. This is this related to Mike Judge at all? The Office show.
0: I don't see Mike Judge listed okay. at just all. Just curious.
1: I was I wanted to to take a shot in the dark there, just in case.
0: I, I mean, I think it's a good guess. I mean, okay, so the description for this is: The Office is an American sitcom television series starring Valerie Harper that aired for five episodes oh, no. on CBS from March 11th to April 15th of 95 as a mid-season replacement during the 94-95 s- television season. The series billed as an office comedy version of the British series Upstairs Downstairs, centered on the camaraderie of executives and their secretaries of a busy corporate office at a design packaging company. Okay. So it was, try- it was, it was another, The Office trying to copy another British show, which is funny. That it is didn't work. Funny. Huh. Literally called The Office. It's the only reason I included it. I don't think, I was like, I don't know this. I doubt he knows it, but like, it's too funny when you have something that, that Wikipedia is like, you don't want, this is not what you're looking
1: for. Okay. Oh, that is interesting. I would have to look that up afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's tough, probably being a mid season replacement and trying oh, to like, imagine? I, I wonder statistically how many of those actually launch into successful. Because you got to catch, you don't get that chance to have a big premiere and like, uh, you know,
1: you, you don't even get advertisement.
0: Mm <laughs> You're just hoping it's like, please don't turn off the TV from yeah. last time. Like, hey, you're so already leave, here.
1: Leave the TV. Uh,
0: our last ending show for today, Full House.
1: Oh, wow. So that was on for, what, seven years, eight years probably?
0: Eight. Eight seasons.
1: Wow. And really, it's the first finale before the comeback last right. two, two years right. Ago. right. Yeah, I, I definitely watched that show, dude, and I, I did see... Probably five years of it, because I remember, like, the little, the tw- you know, well, the twins, which are now, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley. Um, I remember seeing them go from little kids to, like, you know, uh, like 10-year-olds. So, I definitely gave at least five years of my time to that show.
0: I never watched that while it ran its initial run. I saw some episodes re-aired, um, thanks to Satellite, the Magic of Satellite. Um, as sort of a background program, I I honestly saw more of Mary Kate and Ashley because I have cousins who are twins. Mm. They, by the nature, I think of being twins, were entertained by seeing other twins. So their movies, the Mary Kate and oh, Ashley yeah. movies, they, they watched simply, I think, because they were twins, and it was like, look, it's other twins.
1: <laughs> yeah, they built their empire on that, and and the 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 makeup and the and all the merchandising for them. So I imagine. If you if you if you're connecting and you're relating with twins, you're buying their merchandise too.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think there was a bit of a disconnect there because my cousins are boys and they were girls, so they, were, they uh, weren't going to dip into. But the movies got them, and again, I, I it it crossed. I think the demographic it, just because of the twins. It was like they're twins, so we will watch.
1: We will watch. show
0: us twins, <laughs> 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 which has got to be interesting. I've often thought about like, man, what a crazy like to have a twin.
1: I have brothers. I think I think that's enough. Um. <laughs> now here's the I
0: thing: it's a, it's a whole other level.
1: I've seen documentaries of like twins finding out they have twins, and they're in their in their mid twenties. That I wouldn't mind, but I think growing that up with a, a twin, I think I'd be I'd be fine.
0: TV shows that started Star Trek Voyager.
1: Okay, never never watched. It was not my thing. I was uh, that was
0: not the Star Trek that got me.
1: Ever. Next, next generation was my my Star Trek.
0: So I was exposed to Star Trek first with the initial Cap- your 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 Kirk uh, UPN thirteen. Yes, shout out to our California channels. Um, that would come on late. Mash would come on and uh, and OG Star Trek. But I have to say, the Next Generation is the one that captured my, my oh, yeah. imagination yeah. much more.
1: Sir Pats too, man. That's it. And and the superior captain. And Data, Gordy. That's it.
0: You and, also have to appreciate Worf. Today is a good day to die and the day is not yet over.
1: <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. So that started in and that was on for what? 5 years, 6 years? Voyager? Cuz usually those shows get get to get like they get a decent run from fans, huh?
0: This one had 7 seasons.
1: 7? Jesus. I did not watch any of them.
0: I didn't either. That wasn't uh I don't think I don't know that I've watched a single full episode of Voyager. I think
1: that I think i I gave deep space nine more more episodes than I did Voyager.
0: man, Voyager <laughs> is something gonna miss
1: yeah, yeah, apparently not missed
0: all right the uh the outer limits
1: oh no they is that their second remake?
0: <laughs> Let's take a peek it uh, revival. In the tradition of the 1960s cult show of the same name, this anthology series features different actors, many well-known from their previous work, in each episode. The episodes explore eerie and often supernatural themes with a the science fiction element. Yeah, I think I, it was the second Yeah, I iteration. The
1: 60s Outer Limits, I, I did watch because of the, the Twilight Zone, but I definitely always referred to The Outer Limits as the cheap man's version of The Twilight Zone. Uh, I definitely did not give uh, the '95 a shot even once. I was I, I was still watching '1960s Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's how good those shows sure. were. Yeah,
0: those the originals were were uh, were something. Yeah,
1: they were man, they were great. Yeah, no, no, this one I didn't even give it a shot. So we can we can move on. I got no. trivia. one that, no that makes make sense, but kind of kind
0: of '95 kind of surprised me. I guess I thought maybe it ran it started a little earlier.
1: Mad TV. Oh, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I thought that was earlier, but Mad TV 95, huh? Cuz maybe yep. cuz you know what it was too. I think earlier than that was in living color. And I think in living mm. color paved the way for 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 Mad TV to be able to pop up and do its thing. That makes sense. So that actually that that makes sense that it was later in the 90s, but I really thought like you that it was earlier. Especially because that that has like, you know, like it gave the you know, like the Bobby Lees of the world uh, work. You know, like gave them like uh, a notoriety. I'm yeah. I, I would have thought later. But yeah, okay. I watched uh, Mad TV definitely. I didn't get to
0: see it till later, but I definitely watched Mad TV ninety five to 2016, 15 seasons.
1: Was Brian was, was Brian Callen part of Mad TV?
0: Initiated his career as one of the original cast members on the sketch comedy series Mad TV. There you go, good cash.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Mid-90s. Thing. He was
0: on there for the first two years.
1: Oh, wow. I still remember from that. <laughs> okay. All right. All
0: right. Our final uh, launched TV show in, in this episode, Wishbone.
1: Not a clue. Not even a, li- a single small clue on what Wishbone is.
0: A wishbone is one that I got to watch. Let's read the official synopsis. Clever and adventurous Wishbone, the Jack Russell Terrier, can do just about anything. Wishbone (laughs) brings classic literature to life and imagines himself as the live-action hero in each tale. Friends and viewers join him in stories such as Romeo and Juliet, Frankenstein, and Treasure Island.
1: What? Of course you'd be allowed to watch this. Wow, I'm going to have to look this up because I'm like, Wishbone? But go on, tell me about Wishbone.
0: So this is one that I remember. and PBS. It's, it's all great literature works and famous books and it's a dog who acts them out so like there'll be a modern day modern time segment that introduces the premise for whatever reason like why they're going to go into the this particular why they're going to talk about treasure island and the dog acts it out like the dog will be one of the characters and of course they've got a voiceover going for whatever his lines and stuff are but he's dressed up in costume for all of them so i mean you've got a dog and you've got various fun stories like Treasure Islands. So of course, it's a it's a hit with kids.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, this definitely passed me. I was a I was a cool teenager. I was not watching this. Um, was, it was
0: it was perfect. I was I was a I was a kid and it was on PBS. It only got two seasons. Fifty episodes though. So
1: it's wow, pretty good.
0: Not too bad. So you can cover you can cover a few books in that.
1: So I uh I was like I gotta look this up let me show you what comes up in images, Gabe. Oh boy! Yeah, this is <laughs> this is. Oh God.
0: I mean, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> we've got, we've got. So, as the description I would give is, you have a, a a dog appearing to shoot a bow and arrow. Which I mean, it has to be Robin Hood. It has to be Robin Hood,
1: but. Okay, the angle of the r of the paw. I know, is right? Poly- the
0: paw is just way back <laughs> behind his head. It's, it's so it's correct form for shooting a bow. I will say, but it's it's not anatomically possible. There's no
1: way a dog could do that. Oh my god, this is amazing. Oh my god! It, now, if anybody's listening, look up Wishbone TV show. Go <laughs> to images and find this <laughs> brotherhood. Oh wow. And that arrow I is tiny, say, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jack Russells are small. They're 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 smart dogs, though, which is I'm sure explains why Whoa. he he was able to uh, follow all the cues and do the various go here and okay. do this and speak and whatever. That's they're fantastic. smart dogs, but that's fantastic. but yeah, oh, I man. I loved that show as a kid. That that's one that I would I would use if I was if I had a kid I, and and for that's a that's a show I would resurrect for a kid.
1: All right, all right. That's that's good. That's good.
0: We're gonna move on to people who who passed away in '95.
1: Before we do, Gabe, I will, I have to do a shout—not uh, a shout out, but a uh, uh, a mention. Last week, I want to say we lost Sydney Portier. Um, oh, did we? Yeah, we did. We did. And uh, and that one, you know, I've mentioned them before. I think when we talked about 98, we talked about the movie Sneakers that he was in. And I thought he was wonderful in that. I know you were a fan of "Lilies in, in the field. Up the Yeah, I am a huge really? fan of of uh, in the heat of the night. And guess who's coming to dinner? And um, and yeah, it was it was sad to see it. I was sad to see that he passed away. He passed away at a good age. He's he's accomplished so much. But definitely, last night I, I caught myself watching um, uh, in the heat of the night, and I'm watching *Lilies* tonight after we record. But yeah, yeah, just uh, as we talk about that, I I can't uh, ninety five. I can't think of a better yeah. time to to talk about uh, and and just you know give credit where credits due. as as one of the first black movie stars and an individual who refused to be the stereotype and always was an amazing character in everything he did so he will be he will be missed
0: yeah quite a career quite alive yeah he did moving on to what we have here in 90 in 1995 rose fitzgerald kennedy
1: oh my gosh how old is she
0: she died at 104
1: my god
0: american matriarch mother of jfk rfk and ted and the first unkind thought that popped into my head was that she had to make up for all the years that some of the other ones didn't get. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that was the, I was like, holy crap, 104.
1: That's impressive. Well, at least she didn't get to see JFK Jr. pass. Right. It was
0: small mercy.
1: At least, yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that's a good. That that's a that's a hell of a life.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I think it's Jonas Salk.
1: No, got nothing.
0: American biologist who created the polio vaccine. Oh. The creator of the polio vaccine died in ninety five at the age of eighty.
1: And polio was cured in the in his
0: early life then, right? Nineteen seventy nine.
1: Damn, he was able to uh, he was able to ride that he uh, was able to yeah, he, was, <laughs> on that he a, was able to coast oh on that for hell. like eighteen years. Good for him.
0: That's good. A, it's good to be recognized. Yeah, before, he was a, uh, before your death.
1: He was able to like at least live some of the glory days. That's awesome.
0: You gotta, gotta be able to 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 bask a little bit. Still but still Yeah, he bit. died of heart failure at eighty.
1: Okay. That's I mean, look.
0: Hey man, reg- he accomplished yeah. man, what a legacy, right?
1: Yeah, what a legacy. And also like making it to eighty is still a very a very uh decent amount of time to have lived, especially with what yeah, he
0: accomplished. I, I don't like I wanna say like wasn't it like last year or something was the, one of the first years in a long time that the average age in the U S like declined, like it dropped back a little bit. It hadn't advanced. And I think it's hovering somewhere if you're a man around 80. So, I mean, can't complain. I don't think,
1: no, I'm, I'm okay with 65, 70. So 80 is a bonus. Orville Redenbacher. Uh, makes delicious popcorn, right?
0: That is, that is, he's an, this is how they listed him. American popcorn magnate, which <laughs> is he the only one? Like, did you have to say American? You could have probably just said popcorn magnate and we all would have been like, yeah.
1: Did Paul Newman make popcorn too?
0: <laughs> I mean, if he did, wouldn't it have been for charity? does not that like a different category?
1: But I mean, if he's still selling well, it's you know, he's still popular. I don't
0: think anybody beats Orville.
1: No, I don't think so either. I can't think of – there is no brand. That There's I no can... other
0: popcorn magnate that pops into your head? None. you are trying to tell
1: me? None, not one. Not one.
0: The undisputed. Yeah. He, dr- he drowned in a bathtub at
1: 88.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> that one jumped out because oh, that's no. just like, what a way. He could have made it. He could have made it to 104.
1: I'm going to say that, and this might be controversial, but whoever was his daycare employee dropped the ball on this one because.
0: A little bit. A little bit. Maybe they were busy microwaving some delicious popcorn. They stepped away for just that minute and 30 seconds or whatever.
1: Okay, let's be morbid for a minute. How do we know he was happy being alive and didn't just let his body just slide into the He tub? was
0: like, you know what? We're just going <laughs> to...
1: Okay. Uh,
0: did... Yeah, I don't know. It's still 88, 88. He must time? have had a magnificent bathtub. I don't think I have a bathtub. I would have to like do some like gymnastics to drown in my bathtub.
1: My legs would have to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd have to like be doing some weird contortionist stuff to make sure I got under far enough.
1: But no, but either way though, I mean, I'm sure you enjoyed at least forty years of that all that all that popcorn money, right?
0: Yeah, speaking of ghosting, he had popcorn money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't mess around with that. I think
0: problem. that none of us will be able to say. No. Guaranteed <laughs> however successful this podcast is.
1: So we will equal never popcorn money. Oh man, that's such a sad thing to say, Gabe we're never going to That's a tribute money. to
0: his success.
1: That's true. No, he, that's
0: not putting us down.
1: That's true. Like, you know what? I'll give you that. Okay.
0: Mickey Mantle.
1: Ooh. You know, there's this really great um <laughs> there's this really great theory that some people will use that Mickey Mantle had no business being as good as he was based on the lifestyle that he had.
0: <laughs> oh, he he lived hard, didn't he?
1: <laughs> he did, yet he was really good. I forget. I was listening to like uh, Bert Kreischer, and he like he's all like, "Oh, I got that Mickey Mantle gene." He's like, "I can drink all night and be up and running at seven in the morning and doing five miles." He's like, can't explain it. Just, just my body can do Mickey Mantle gene. And I was like, "Is that a thing?" <laughs> so wait, how old was I he? I feel like
0: a, 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 a number of Marines had that. Oh yeah, I mean, that we all that we knew.
1: How old was he? This will prove it.
0: Sixty-three. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I think yeah. I think that burning the candle on both ends is yeah, that's going to cost you in the years department. Oh, I think that's what that tells you.
1: No, I really thought he lived until his eighty. I thought he was. Um...
0: My exposure for Mickey Mantle, like I didn't, I didn't watch baseball at any point where he was. Well, a yeah, because he was, he was Seinfeld,
1: because he was playing in the sixties, right?
0: Yeah, Seinfeld is how. Seven. Oh really? that wanted to name his baby Seven. That was that was going to be the name for his kid, and that was Mickey Mandel's number because that's his idol. Oh okay. And that whole thing where somebody else steals the name, and he's outraged because like he tries to give them like soda, you know? He's comes up with these eclectic names, and he finally tells these guys, and they took it, they loved it. And you know he's he's outraged, and of course he argues with Susan because she's like, "No kid of mine is going to be named seven and He's like, "What are you talking about? It's beautiful for a girl. It's strong for a boy." Like <laughs> he was convinced that that was the name. So that's uh, that's, that's that's my that's my memory. Damn. <laughs> Poor Mickey Mantle doesn't even get remembered for, as far as I'm concerned. George
1: Costanza. I really thought that he had lived longer because of that reputation. What do you think he died from? Shh, I'm going to go with a heart attack. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. He was killed by one of his lovers.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> liver cancer. <laughs> okay. I it should, had to be.
1: I should have said, because I thought you heart attack. anything to do with liver would have been cool. I blessed. said heart attack because of that, but I should have said liver. Okay. Uh, that yeah. makes, you know what? That dude lived a hell of a life. Good for him.
0: Good for you, Mick. All right. Here's another one that. You I don't think you're gonna catch the name, but I think you'll 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 be familiar with the work. Charles Worrell.
1: Charles Worrell. That last name is is something, but I don't know. Tell me.
0: English school teacher and creator of the iSpy
1: books. I am not gonna lie to you, I did not uh, do the I Spy stuff.
0: You're familiar with you've seen them
1: though. Yeah, I've seen them and I know there was a TV show and then like um uh, a movie. That they did not uh, maybe in the last ten years, 10, 15 years, but I was not, um, uh, yeah, th- those were not uh, uh, up my alley. Those books, surprisingly, but yes, but no, I'm I'm familiar with with with. Uh,
0: he lived. How, how long do you think he lived?
1: I mean, a writer. So there's two types of writers, right? There's the there's the Kara Expokowski's of the world, and there's the uh, George R. Martins of the world. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. I'm going to go with Mickey Mantle, 65.
0: He lived to 106. <laughs> he was trying to double that number.
1: He was shooting oh for my it. Oh God, he almost did. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting pretty close. Close to the day that your right to. Oh, wow. That is an impressive amount of years to That's have. A, I get... That
0: is, is got to wonder how many of those two that you're sitting there thinking as the person, like, am I going
1: to, how far are we pushing this? And you know, the other thing too is like, when you made it, you're able to enjoy what you've made as opposed to like, so So maybe he lived a pretty low-key life, but he didn't need anything from like 60 and on, 50 and on. So he spent 40 years just being taken care of by a good caregiver, not somebody that's going to let you slide into the goddamn That's why you
0: just left him alone while they were popcorn, while they went to eat <laughs> some popcorn while you're in the tub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's terrible. Let's that's
0: terrible. move on to uh, music. Yes. 95 exciting music songs, news, albums from 95. All right. We're going to start we're going to start here with U2, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me.
1: Soundtrack to the Batman Forever. <laughs> 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 oh. So, I so here's the thing, I remember that that song, but I remember that album cuz the album was a compilation of a bunch of really good artists. It had like uh Nick Cave, it had U2, It had Seal, right? Uh, "Kiss from a Rose." That's from. Oh, I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that 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 soundtrack was really good. But that original song from U two was actually not bad. I remember that. That was a good one.
0: All right. All right. A band formed in nineteen ninety five. Slipknot.
1: You know, they. I, I was aware of them. I heard one or two of their songs. I think the lead singer has a great voice.
0: He does. He very much does.
1: They were not, they they were just, they were too much. They were too much for me because as much as I like, because remember, 98, 97, I'm listening to Korn. I'm listening to Rob uh, Zombie or White Zombie. I'm listening to Marilyn Manson. That was enough for me. These guys came out and they were doing the exact same music, except they had the masks. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's too much.
0: For me, there's like, a handful of Slipknot songs that I'm like, I like these ones, these ones, and then I wouldn't recognize the rest of their catalog. I feel like like there's songs that I recognize, and I'm like, yep, yep, I like that one. There's like five or six songs, and then I've probably listened to more of just Corey Taylor.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. I'm gonna agree with that. That, but again, but though, 95. they they, they had a great. It was kind of a Kiss thing. They had a great stage performance. Like they had a really, oh, yeah. they had a really great story. Uh, line or well, how they were selling their image. I thought they really they did really well with that, but it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't.
0: The Goo Goo Dolls, a boy named Goo.
1: <laughs> Oof. I again not a fan, a big fan, but I remember a movie called City of Angels uh, with the song called Iris that was a big hit. But uh, yeah, no Goo Goo Dolls. I was aware of them. They were on the radio. Not my thing. Not my thing.
0: This is a this is their fifth studio album. I don't I don't think I can I don't think I have anything to add about them. I just I know the name.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were a popular they've been a popular band, I think.
0: 95% of Google users like this album.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I think that I remember it just was not was not that my thing. I was, I, wasn't right, into, right. I wasn't into let's, adult let's contemporary yet.
0: <laughs> we'll be more excited by both of us Alice in Chains with their uh self-titled album. Oh, that was
1: a good one. I Let me see. So because of their style of music, I was already listening to music like them. So it was very easy transition for me to get into Alice in Chains, you know, with with your sound gardens and your Nirvanas and stuff like that. I feel like uh, the Rooster, Pot and all those fantastic songs. So it was it was easy to fall into them. They they were they were right up my alley. I was never like a hardcore fan, but I definitely appreciated uh, their work.
0: I mean, my exposure was primarily from the radio, but they got they got plenty of air.
1: And their their um their unplugged is actually a really great album.
0: Their unplugged is I I actually have that on, uh Spotify as one of the I think I have that album downloaded on my phone. Like yeah. I downloaded it at one point to listen to it on a flight, and it's just it's it's it lives just just lives on my phone.
1: Yeah, it's it look for me the the top unplugged album is Nirvana's uh, Unplugged. Second to them, um. Is a toss-up between Eric Clapton and Allison Chains. Um, solid unplugged performances, and then like stunt of pilots and like Jay Z. Jay Z has go. a surprisingly good unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> with the Roots,
0: our final our final pick today, Bone Thugs and Harmony, E 1999 Eternal.
1: So Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, thank you for bringing this one up, Gabe. I appreciate you. <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony were a pro, uh, product of Easy E. Actually, he's the one who who produced them and brought them out. Um, first of the Month was a huge, huge album. Growing up, and then when Easy E passed away, is when Eternal E uh, came out, and it was like their um, uh, way of saying you know goodbye to Easy E. And they had a song called uh, Crossroads. Fantastic, fantastic. But uh, yeah, you could not beat the harmonies that these guys were doing. My God, like rapping, nice, really solid beats. And then the harmonizing that these guys could do. Crazy Bone. Oh, my God. It was was an impressive, impressive rap group. Really, really solid. Like, I can still listen to First of the Month. And I can still listen to Crossroads. And it's been 25 years.
0: I'm going to have to. One of the things we should do is have you curate me a list of some of the best. Maybe through this period that we're covering. Cause like I, this is something I I I don't have any real exposure to. Yeah. This wouldn't have been on on the on on the radio I listened to later or.
1: You know that's actually that's a good plan. That's actually a good one. Uh, like give cause you. Because I would a... like
0: to hear some of that through the through the years.
1: Yeah, that's a good one actually. We'll do that. But yeah, no Bone Thugs. Uh, and I think if you've heard it, if you hear it, you might be like, oh, this is Bone Thugs. Cause they, they, I feel like they've gotten played quite a bit. Like they even had a, cause I was gonna say they have a, a song with Biggie, but it was like one of those like later tracks so never mind
0: i imagine i'd I'd hear a lot of the influence too yeah because a lot of these a lot of i'm sure a lot of these groups changed the music scene a lot this was a there's a lot of stuff that changed throughout the 90s there
1: yeah and again this was uh, it was different because it was almost it was a it was rap but it was also a a group of individuals that could harmonize so you had like a really good melody and harmony on top of like a little bit of uh gangster rap so nice. and and again, surprising that it comes from Eazy E, who like who heard these guys and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put you on my label."
0: Awesome. All right, moving into tech and toys, we got a few interesting ones in here today. Oh. So our first one is going to be PlayStation.
1: PlayStation One came out in '95.
0: U.S. release.
1: Holy! It cow. was December third,
0: '94, technically for J- Japan. U.S. got it in September '95. Instant success.
1: 95, that's how far back PlayStation 1 goes.
0: Jeez. Yep. On December 3rd, 94, Sony released the first PlayStation in Japan. The PlayStation, which retailed for about 37,000 yen, or 387-ish dollars, skyrocketed in popularity and was considered Sony's most important product since the Walkman. It launched in the U.S. in September 95 and was an instant success.
1: For some reason, dude, I, I always thought the play, And it's one of those things where I'm like, I thought they w- that came out later. I really thought, like... <laughs> Early not PlayStation 1,
0: man. That was the oh, OG.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was I was not on that boat. I was still definitely hardcore Nintendo. So at this at this time it would have been the Nintendo GameCube but the Nintendo 64, I think.
0: I think it had to be 64 at that yeah. point still.
1: I, I was hardcore into that. I never even bothered looking at PlayStation. So I'm wow. sure
0: somebody I knew had one, and that's probably how I played it. Because I, I played I've played consoles across the generations, but I never owned one. <laughs> to this day uh all right so um on more of the technical side of things uh java
1: the infamous java update or java
0: (laughs) i mean it's the one that got updates a significant number of technology releases came out in 95 many had a lasting impact on the industry and business java was one of them java launched in 95
1: Man, they're, and they're, again, like, and I make the joke because every so day. often, yeah, every so often. To I this get day, the,
0: it is harassing us.
1: It is still, like, they're doing, they've been doing something right because that's, a, oh, wow, that's a long time. Because I, I feel like I don't, I've never paid enough attention to Java until I was downloading games on my phone. And it would, it would do, you would see the little Java logo back in like the, you know, like the mid 2000s to like uh, late 2000s. I remember seeing that logo when I would download stuff. And even now on my work laptop, I get like that Java update.
0: My my work computer right now is perpetually telling me it needs Java, but I don't have the permissions to download it. So we're locked in the beautiful dance.
1: So yeah, so I guess I started doing that in the mid-2000s. <laughs> because definitely nowhere in sight earlier than that. Oh, wow. So that company's been doing really well. Shit.
0: Been riding that wave. Yeah. All right. So for toys... Let's take a look at uh, Sky Dancers first of all. Do you know what that is?
1: That was a TV show, right? A cartoon show. And I guess the toy would be where they would be connected by a wire, and they would they would would they like um, would they slide from one location to another via wire? Or am I thinking of something else?
0: I don't know about the show, but it was a show, so you were right about that. This is that thing where you hit the launcher, and they they oh, helicopter like the dress okay. or the
1: oh. That's what those are called. in
0: Happy Meals and all kinds of stuff. So apparently, it's a real popular toy that launched in ninety five. Uh, the 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 way they phrased it in the uh, in the uh, article was: Sky Dancers took off in more ways than one when, when they were released in nineteen ninety five. Moms scoured toy stores near and far for the flying fairy, but just like most crazes, it was short lived. After several years in production, the Sky Dancer was recalled after a hundred complaints had been filed for alleging the wings of the dancer had injured children. <laughs> Because it's, it's like you're helicoptering this little yeah. toy around. You don't they're, know where it's going to go.
1: They're propellers, yeah. Okay, so I was confusing it with a different show, but I do remember those, definitely. There
0: was a show called Sky Dancers, yeah. and I, it was based on the toy.
1: Definitely never up my alley, but I remember that. Well, them.
0: I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was – we weren't the demographic, to be fair.
1: Much like the Olsen twins.
0: I, I gave myself one here with Star Wars – action figures specifically the power of the force toy line
1: tell hmm. me about this because i was not collecting toys in the mid 90s
0: okay I, I didn't get these ones i always wanted this is what so like i would go into the store and i would gravitate towards the toy section as a kid does these were the action figures that were like the the the, the oddly buffed out like luke skywalker with his like uh, crew. yes
1: i remember or han solo this. that was like yes the wrestlers <laughs>
0: They they looked like they 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 did not look like the characters from from the movies obviously.
1: Those must be so, co- those must be collectors items now because they went art. back to that old school look, huh?
0: The initial line was characterized by a muscular look typical of boys toy lines at the time. This bulked up aesthetic was toned down in the line as it continued and it was phased out by 98 in favor of a more movie accurate look. Now looking into it a little bit more, I guess they were saying why did they do this and it was they were trying to balance the desires of toy collectors against trends in the market, against what kids' mm. toys were at the time, because they thought kids are going to want toys that match the other toys. And meanwhile, you have collectors that are just like, eh, "This is not accurate.
1: This is, this not-, is not.
0: You're ruining my childhood like this." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I vividly remember that look of the Star Wars toys because it was so jarringly
1: different. When you said that, I totally. Reality, I was like, I've seen people talk about these these specific change in the toys where they look like yeah (laughs) i got
0: i started getting some of the action figures later probably closer to that 98 when you had the more accurate style yeah but i remember these ones
1: (laughs) that's interesting all right right. the last one was i gotta
0: i gotta i gotta gotta look this up again because i want to i want a picture so it was virtual boy game system kit manufacturer from Nintendo. It sounds like it would have been a uh, a ripoff, but it was a real Nintendo thing.
1: A Virtual Boy? That Virtual sounds... Virtual
0: Boy Game System Kit.
1: That sounds familiar
0: for some reason. So, this thing was designed to create a 3D experience that will throw you into the game. The system includes a 32-bit CPU, optics, red graphics on black background, advanced controller, system stand, and Mario's Dream Tennis Game Pack. advisory for players 7 years or older.
1: So this was
0: image, image search, virtual boy game. I remember this.
1: This was like uh, what the optimum, what is it called? The Oculus now?
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) A a very early version.
1: Or so it was like, uh, yes, I remember this. I remember, I remember it being a lot of red. (laughs) I remember that.
0: There is a lot of red.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. That that must have been like what? 6 months to a year before they stopped making them because it doesn't sound like they uh they did well.
0: It sounds like the naming scheme sounds like somebody ripping off Nintendo Virtual Boy Game System Kit. That sounds like somebody else's product. <laughs> yeah. But it's a Nintendo product.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely I'm looking at the pictures now. Yeah, I remember all this red and I remember the person using it and that's I, so I, I was like, "Okay, oh wow." 179.99.
0: Jesus. Back in 95.
1: This is something Nintendo probably wants people to forget, huh?
0: <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I got to talk about it because I, I don't remember this. And I remember looking at Game Boy stuff all the time because I always wanted a Game Boy as a kid. My cousins had them. I wanted one so bad. At every stage of Game Boy, I wanted a Game Boy. But, like, I don't remember this.
1: No, I agree. I, I remember it. I It was never – they do not even bother with it. Never bothered with it.
0: Let's move on to celebrity gossip. Ooh. We have theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking married his nurse Elaine Mason.
1: Okay, so this is Stephen Hawking's, like the dude from the the movie, the theory based on everything, whatever it was called, right? The this is not his first wife, right? Is what I'm saying.
0: It can't, it, I can't be. Hang on, let's look up. Let's look up Stephen Hawking and see. I assume it cannot possibly be.
1: This is where we find that. Yeah, is his,
0: his first wife. was his first wife was Jane Hawking. From 1965 until 95, man, he didn't even take a break in between. Wait, did she, and then 95 did she to 2006. Die? Did she die? Hang on, let's find out. Also, he's
1: he he commits though because that's nine years he was with that woman. Oh, oh yeah, 11, I mean
0: eleven years. Yeah, he doesn't have a she. I don't think she she's died yet.
1: Oh, okay. Jane Hawking.
0: It just says born March 29 of 1944. She's 77.
1: I'm gonna say it's his fault because if she stayed with him that long, and then yeah to suddenly and then marry so quickly oh yeah he was Mary's his nurse yeah he was he was, it was
0: the sponge bath
1: he did her dirty for sure <laughs> he did her dirty god damn it steve hawkins uh
0: i had to mention I, I don't think we normally talk a lot about births but uh logan paul was born yeah uh, what, what day what's his birthday if you had to guess pick one day out of the year that makes the most sense for logan paul to be born
1: I sort of got. If it's April first, I'm gonna be very upset. It's
0: April first.
1: Oh no! Really?
0: Fate, the cruelest, the cruelest joke of all.
1: That is a very cruel joke. Wait, so hang on, just to make sure, this is the YouTube guy, or is this the boxing guy? Because <laughs> he, he's both. Okay, so not the not the famous one, then the other one, <laughs> the other Paul.
0: I, well, i so you're talking what you're asking, is it Jake Paul? asking
1: i don't know i i just know one of the one there of is
0: one logan paul he did the boxing as well he's a youtuber n- normally
1: okay but he has a brother he also who, he also has a he mo- has a
0: brother jake paul who's also a youtuber in box they Wait. both do it
1: oh so which one's the more famous one i th- i
0: th- so i think jake paul became famous first but i think logan paul has eclipsed him
1: ah, logan okay. paul's
0: the one that got in trouble for that the suicide in the forest thing
1: that was logan. that was
0: like. That was Logan. And Logan has, I think, since he, he peaked, I, I'm pretty sure he's eclipsed his brother. I think Jake was first.
1: Oh, uh, OK. OK, then Logan. I don't
0: follow them, so it's hard for me to know. I only know the.
1: Logan's the, the one I know from the suicide video. And I think.
0: Yeah, I think and... he's the more famous once he hit yeah. his stride. So the other notable birth that the uh, that the website wanted me to know about, as it was I, was. I don't know if they were trying to make up for Logan Paul. So they like, well, also uh, Kendall Jenner. Which I didn't make me feel a ton better.
1: Kendall Jenner is one of the Kardashians. Yeah, and she's famous now. <laughs> I mean, I because I know famous. I, I know Kylie, so I guess Kendall's the sister. I imagine.
0: Well, hang on. Let's look. Let's check because I, I'm I I'm not up on all this stuff. So Kendall Nicole Jenner, American model, socialite, media personality, daughter of. Chris Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner Mm
1: -hmm.
0: rose to fame in the reality television series Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That they just say rose to fame. Began modeling at the age of fourteen.
1: Okay, yeah, because I think like I was aware enough of the Kardashians to know that they had like two younger sisters, and I think those are the Kylie and Kendall's. It must be. Uh, But I, I, that's that's about it. I think. Okay. I think she's
0: just friends. I think she's just in the group. I think we have Chloe. And Courtney for the younger than Kim. Yeah, those and are, the, those are just, the big,
1: this, the big three Kardashians are like yeah. uh, Chloe, Courtney, and and Kim, and then the, there's so, the other ones that they. My
0: point in all this is that it didn't make me feel better.
1: No, it didn't so, at all. I
0: appreciate the website trying to offset Logan Paul. It didn't work. Let's move on to some other gossip here. Roseanne Barr.
1: Ooh, oh Weds. Uh, remember we talked about her. So this is going to be her fifth wedding, I imagine. <laughs>
0: Okay, so she is 42, and she marries her bodyguard, Ben Thomas, 28, at Caesars Tahoe.
1: I'm going to say fifth wedding.
0: <laughs> let's hang on. Okay, let's take that. Okay, here. it's probably let's third.
1: Go. It's probably third. I'm being a jerk. It's probably third, but probably was fifth.
0: Bar ben Thomas. I thought this was also interesting, much like the Weds of the Nurse, like the bodyguard, the guy who's just there all the time.
1: I mean, Britney Spears married her dancer, and so did J-Lo for a one hot minute. Just, you know, I mean, that's just what you do. I think he was 3. Oh, okay. I think he
0: was number 3.
1: All right. This is after Tom Arnold, huh?
0: <laughs> yep. But there was a there was a, you know, a, like I don't know how long. It was from 94 she broke that one off and then in 95. So she had a little bit more uh, courtesy than, uh, our to, boy, than our boy, our boy Steven.
1: <laughs> Fucking jerk. How could he do that to Jane? All
0: right. Well, that was our last little bit of gossip there. What do you think?
1: Oh, man. I got to tell you um Still very excited about movies and music. I think those were very strong. Still very excited about tech. It seems like a lot of
0: things happened in ninety five. Yeah.
1: It seems like technology is doing really well. Toys are having a, a, a decent go at at one hit wonders though. Like like the pog last episode and the Sky Dancers. Like it seems like Ashen
0: it, Orange Guava. I know. It's, Don't forget, never forget.
1: <laughs> it seems like I actually used that as a snippet for our Instagram because <laughs> I was like, I this, is, this is too good. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone everything's doing well. I think the celebrity gossip has been a bit of a letdown. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, – Maybe just,
0: that's on me. There's got to be no, stuff No, no, happening. no,
1: because no. that's the thing. Like if those are the things that are jumping, it's what people now want to hear about from back then. And I'm like, who the hell wants to hear about these people? But it, it goes to well, show I you what
0: – I two of that is just popular people. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, it just goes to show you where we are now. And how it's influencing our past somehow, Gabe. Ouch! Somehow the present is dictating our past.
0: Oh no! I think I've seen that movie. Uh,
1: but no, yeah, ninety-five right. is still a good year, man. I'm very excited about the music and everything. You, you, you've officially made me want to listen to Bone Thugs in Harmony, which is fantastic. We get it? You know, uh, bringing it back. Yeah, uh, I, I am looking forward to this.
0: Well. Uh, it's 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 interesting again i keep learning things every time i'm putting this together there there are things that are surprising me
1: and with that uh we'll see you guys and gals next week until next time